Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, 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 what's good? You're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I am Brie Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a space for Black women to get to the joy, the liberation, the healing, like all the juicy parts of life. That is what this space is for. Um, Today, I am not doing a solo episode, which I normally do. I am in conversation with someone today that I know you are going to want to listen to and just to learn from and just to feel loved up on by her, which I already have, and we have barely just started talking like five minutes ago. I am speaking, and if you can, actually, this is um, being videoed as well on Zoom. So if you have YouTube, it'll drop there at some point, but you'll be able to see her too. But um, I am in conversation with Jessamine Stanley today. I know you know who she is. I know you know, I know you know, but if you don't, or you need a refresher, I'm going to let her go ahead and um, introduce herself and tell us more about who she is and what she does. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> um, I'm, my name is Jessamine Stanley, and I'm a yoga teacher and an author. I'm the author of the books Everybody Yoga and Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. And I'm also the co-founder of The Underbelly, which is a wellness community where you can practice yoga and meditation and be yourself. And mm. I'm really honored and humbled to be here with you. And I'm excited to get to chat today. Oh my gosh. I'm like geeking out over here. I'm like the biggest nerd. So I already no, told you. <laughs> you can't be the biggest nerd because I'm the biggest nerd. So like, I don't know, we can fight about it, but yeah. it's fine, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I am a nerd. So I was just like, ooh, Justin Stanley. Okay, I'm gonna just do my job here. Mm. But yeah, I'm really excited to be in conversation with you. Just even honestly, seeing your face i don't know there's just something about your face and this is i'm being a hundred percent real now i'm I, I swear something about seeing your face i can't explain it but it's just it's it it's filled with this joy or this light or or maybe it's the skin that's glowing i don't know i'm, I'm being real with you have you ever heard that before well, all I can say is that I'm just grateful because I did not moisturize my face today. And I'm remembering that in this moment, because like sometimes I just get the work day started and like I did not get I didn't get that part of it done. So I'm like, Lord, what are we even looking at? And like, I'm trying to drink my water, but my lips are chapped. So I'm just like, OK, heard. But then also the thing is, like this past year, I finally have come. To, I Finally is a hard word to use, but I have come to a place of feeling like I can understand that there is joy in every moment of life. And I did not feel that way for the entire, all the decades prior to this, I have not been feeling that way. But you saying that I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, great. So it's evident. I, that sounds great. Like, and it's more like, it's more like just a check of like, okay, so we're good. Is everything good? And I just, I'm, I'm grateful to be witnessed more than anything. But I also feel like if this is joy, then joy is in everybody because the ratchetry of my life, girl. (laughs) (laughs) is <laughs> the most so yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that is i love it i love how real you are and just straight up as well i'm here for all of that um i don't see the chapped lip sis i don't <laughs> i don't see the ash the ash is not giving today i don't know I'm, thank you it's the pixelation i'm just grateful okay. to apple right now it's okay. like steve jobs got my back so yes. that i can look okay yeah thank I, you. I feel you on that and thank you for saying that i know we're going totally off the topic here but i don't care thank you for showing up and saying there are so many times where i mask Mm -hmm. because i want to just and and i see you resonate with that i want 
there's still this desire in me to be like, um, not necessarily perfect. I know that's not possible, but I want everyone to be like, oh, she's X, Y, Z, whatever those things are, depending on the day. So you showing up authentically, just off the strength and saying, look, my lips is chapped. I ain't moisturized my situation today. So there might be a little ash and you're going to get what you're going to get. That's it. So, so I can give, I feel like, honestly, I have felt, I feel the way that you feel. I feel like I always want to have it together and I want to be like, but then it just never is. Like, I'll think I have it together and there's toilet paper coming out of my pants or like, there's like something horribly embarrassing is happening that everybody else can see. And I'm just like, man, I, then if that's the case, then I just got to go with this. Like, I got to go with whatever the baseline is. And I, you know, sometimes I have been convinced of why it is a good idea to wear makeup sometimes because it's like less distracting to people like they can hear your message better if they're not distracted by whatever is happening on your face but before that i was like man i'm not wearing makeup i cannot with this like i just gotta be who i am period and like if you like it you like it and if you don't you never were going to and i'm just not worried about it Listen, that whole makeup thing, I'm here for the people. I'm on, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit older, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm still spry. Don't get it twisted. That's right. That's, and, okay. and yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. But I get onto the YouTube and I see these influencers and these, and some of them, are, most of them are just absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they're doing these extravagant looks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm here for it, but I'm not, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. um, there That's might it. be a time or two in, in, whatever, where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to really just, I'm going to kill them because I'm going to just, I'm going to beat this face and you are just going to be floored. I have occasional moments like that, but for the most part, I might, I do have on a tinted lip gloss. Okay. It's more That's like it. that. I got okay. some mascara on, but yes. beginning, and I feel like what you said is so true that, um, when you are made up, when you have the makeup on, when you're presentable um, and, and and more easily digested and consumed because you're pretty or prettier, mm -hmm. um, which is it, this is just so sad because many of us do. That's a that's a way that we mask. That's a way that we show up mm -hmm. because we don't feel like we can just be mm -hmm. right. It's so interesting because there's also this line where it's like. But not makeup is fun. It's like it's nice to get de to decorate yourself and to be yeah. um, to be excited about having a face and being colorful and artistic. And I think that that place I really understand wanting to just show off peacock like to flaunt and um but there is this line that i think you're talking about it's like the shadow side of it where it's like you're doing it because you are worried about how you're being perceived by other people and i feel like anytime that i'm moving from that place mainly it's just depressing i don't even know that it's anything it doesn't even matter like to me how it really is perceived by anybody else i'm like i feel sad and that's not fun so yeah you know as you speak it's just amazing how these questions are coming to you and I'm totally playing off of you and I love when that happens. Um, but as you speak, you give this sense of there's there's just like this sense of underlying grace mm. and um, maturity. Mm. Does that resonate like where where did that come from? <laughs> like where, where you get that from? Why you, why you like I'm that? Like where did that come from? Seriously, trauma. <laughs> I feel mm. like no. I mean, honestly, like I don't, I don't experience myself that way. I think that I, I see myself as, you know, flopping around like a fish mm. out of water, trying to figure my shit out. And mm. I think that um, one of the things that has been really helpful for me in my life is just really challenging things happening like things that are not fun just like patently not fun and at this stage of my life there's a lot of not fun things happening all the time stacked on top of each other but the irony of it is that so much of my public life is like very pretty and exciting and like look how great this is and i think that carrying all of that together is just like that's where the the patience is inevitable because I feel like otherwise you just fall under the pressure of it. And I don't, I don't, 
maybe falling is happening right now maybe falling is happening tomorrow but i think that um to just like exist in the chaos and mm. to uh not try to change it to just let it be what it is that has made me feel a lot more patient and there i mean there are a lot of specific things that have happened like i my partner and I lived on a camper trailer for a good portion of 2021. Mm -hmm. And that process of picking up and moving on a day-to-day -day basis and moving like our whole lives, our whole home, that really made me feel a lot more patient in general. And um, I think that, I mean, there's all kinds of things. Like I talk about this a little bit in my first book, Everybody Yoga, but my mother has congestive heart failure and she mm -hmm. has been, in and out of the hospital since I was a kid. And she's actually hospitalized literally right now. And so being in that, but then also like in my life where I'm like in Gatorade ads, like in Adidas ads, it's like, okay, yeah. This, um, like one of the things I need to do today is go get this issue of women's health that I'm in. And I'm like, cool. So on the way to that, I'm gonna like, make sure that my mom has the food ordered from Thrive Market that she needs and like make sure that our camper trailer is good, that the insurance on it is good. You know, so it's like all of those things together. I feel like anytime that you got shit to carry is an opportunity to practice patience for yourself. Ooh, Chile. <laughs> you that, know you know all about it i i know you know all about it, it. <laughs> it's just so much it is that's true oh gosh, it <laughs> is true so much and i don't know if i'm someone now who has evolved <laughs> i'm doing evolved in air quotes for the podcast listeners i don't know if i'm someone who has evolved to a life that at that is less chaotic like i have finally matured enough to where my life is less chaotic by intention or if i'm just really good at just managing all this chaos <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's you know? it it's like which of these things has actually happened i actually didn't learn until very recently and by very recently i mean like this month or last that your life does not have to be chaotic like i was like oh so you can pick comfort you can Ooh. pick uh joy like you can just like be like i need for at least in my home space i need for my home space to be calm i did not know that i grew up in a household that was not calm so i just have always i've sought out chaos i'm like i will make chaos out of nowhere and now i'm like oh so you can just decide to be comfortable okay that's i like that that's cute let's do that i'm into it listen the whole trauma in the house growing up in the mm -hmm. household I feel like we're kindred spirit. We're on the same page. I, I, yes. And yes. and it took me a very like you said you just learned like last month. Like literally it's still like me learning because my whole life was just like a bag of chaos. Like you just pick a day, put your hand in the bag, swirl it up a little bit and see what you get because it was a constant, it was a constant. And so that evolved that that transformed or, or moved with me into my adulthood where I was doing all kind of stupid, reckless stuff that I knew, I guess, subcon. Well, I, I mean, I was consciously aware that I'm just adding to the, the fire at this point, but I still wasn't healed enough or aware enough to be in a place where I'm like, you know, some of these things, like I know we have issues, external issues and things that we've internalized, but some of this stuff you are literally, <laughs> you are causing for yourself, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna need you to do better. <laughs> you know how sometimes you gotta just gently snatch yourself up and be like, Ooh. yeah. Listen, I know, I'll, look, first of all, I have to know, are you an Aries or a Sagittarius or a Gemini or something? What's your sun sign? Well, I'm not into astrology, sis. Okay, but... are you an Aquarius? When's your birthday? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, I'm listen, just tell me what the damn birthday is. <laughs> 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 You're like, listen, I was like, anyway, right. Anyway, so what are, what sign are you? So uh I am a Virgo, August 30th. Oh wow, I love that. Oh my god. Tell me goodness. about myself, please. Oh my god. Please tell me about myself. Wow. Okay, so I'm a Virgo rising. I identify this is why this is probably why we're kindred. My thing is like Virgo needs to have the right answer always. Virgo always, and has the right answer, but also is like looking for research constantly. Virgo oh is God. deeply sexual. Virgo is always like present to what is happening in life. Virgo is fertile in the earth, like gets into the ground. Mm -hmm. Virgo is um, their own unit always. Virgo is doing their thing, period. Virgo's on their journey. And they, I feel like Virgos are often 
therapist or some kind of some kind of talking <laughs> thing where it's like you're connecting with other human beings. But Virgos are also really hard on themselves. And oh my I, the, God, stop the way you were talking listen, about that. <laughs> I did not. I did not invite you here to tell me about my. Even though I just asked you like a minute ago to tell me about myself, <laughs> now that you are really getting in there, I did not ask you respectfully to tell me about myself. <laughs> Yo, I love it. I hope you get into astrology after this. I used to think astrology was bullshit. So I'm like, I feel like I'm the person that's always like, look, I feel you. And at the exact same time, it'll help. <laughs> now, I am very, very, very hard on myself. But mm -hmm. I think it's a nature versus nurture thing. I think it's mm -hmm. all oh, yeah. like all of it created this person that you see before me and, or before mm -hmm. you. And it's been a constant like, mm. I have to do the work every single day because oh, if yes. I don't do the work, like if I miss like a couple of days, literally life is just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh my God. This, break, look, if, if I don't do my practices, it's like the whole world has fallen down. And sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays, I'll be like, you know, it's like, I got a new boo. So we'll be like in bed all day. And I'm like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It's fine. <laughs> Literally, it's like I wake up and my hair is like, well, I guess I don't have that much hair right now, but it's just like off to the side. And I'm, my glasses are like this. And I'm just like, I don't know what's <laughs> up or down. And then on Sunday night, I'm like crying about something that does not matter. And I'm just like, oh, that's right. That's why I gotta take care of myself. I forgot. My bad. Right. That is that is so real. Like if you are listening you. to this episode or this podcast in general and you need any reason to practice self-care, to be intentional about your well-being, to like do those types of things, like that is like straight facts because I know there are certain things I gotta do or my mental health, you can forget about it. Like Listen. I mm -hmm. can very easily go back into like this depressed state. And so yep pretty much every day I got to take a long walk. I've got to breathe. Yep. I've got to definitely got I can do better with my eating because I know that the mm -hmm. eating thing really affects me. Me too. And I really didn't know about it. Honestly, like I have been thinking, well, first of all, I've been fat shaming myself since always, but I was fat shaming myself in this really particular way where I was like, I can't eat a big breakfast. I just have to eat like a little bit of breakfast. And I just found that like, well, I didn't find this. I was talking to my therapist and she was like, you know, it seems like you're always mad in the middle of the day. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just get angry. She's like, what time does that happen? And I was like, probably between like noon and three. And she was like, you don't eat breakfast or lunch. Like, that's why you're in a bad mood. And I've been eating breakfast, change the game. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that. Also, I'm out here eating like white girl breakfast. Like I really did not know yogurt, granola, berries, banana amazing i had no idea and i'm just like oh got it okay cool i love that yeah. i am not a breakfast eater mm. at all at all like i used to be but now when i think about breakfast it makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit i have to be really, i'm serious i have what's to your favorite meal hungry. yeah my favorite what meal like what um i love mexican food Oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or do you mean like breakfast, lunch, dinner? Which one? Kind of like, but like, what's your favorite time of day to eat, and what mm. what would be your favorite thing to eat at that time of day? Yeah. So when I'm eating the way I know that my body really needs, we're not gonna talk about the junk food. We're not gonna talk oh. about. We're not gonna talk about that. We, we can we talk, talk about. about we can talk about that. Or we can talk about that. Separately. Whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, totally. Later. Let me give you the healthy, yeah. the, the, the the PC version first. Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So this interview is not going any way how I thought it was going to. I just have to say that. <laughs> it was like love f it. those notes, f those plans, <laughs> and here we are. I love it. Um, I would say that typically I start to eat. Like I haven't. What time is it? It's. Hell, I didn't even realize it was this late. It's almost 1.30 my time. I'm in California, by the way. Where oh, yeah, me too. What part of California? Jessamine. Right, literally. <laughs> what part of California? Northern or Southern? You? I'm coming to your house, okay? Yeah, literally, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, so, but for real though. Where, where? I'm in SoCal. Oh, okay, heard. Well, then we got to get on a plane or drive, but where? I'm in Northern, Northern California, just outside Oakland. My God. I will yes. drive to Look, I will drive to you, because I'm like, so you got a spot here. Oh, Long Beach? I want to see your van. I want, oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, want to, yeah. I, I will drive. Okay, we're yeah, gonna we're talking about that. it off. Yeah. That's okay, right. we'll, I'll I'll send you an email or something. We'll Please hook up do. after this. That's okay. Good. So the PC version is that I like it's one thirty now. I have not. I've had a little bit of coffee. I have not eaten for the most part. 
I would say four to five days, I don't feel any hunger. And so I don't right now. I am intermittent fasting too, by the way. Oh, but yeah. I would probably eat, I guess, I usually eat between 12 and three. Cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cute. Very mm -hmm. cute. And the meal, my PC meal, usually is uh, <laughs> like I will eat, maybe I'll make like an omelet. I'm really into cooking oh, yeah. because mm -hmm. I just got some stainless steel. Ooh, nice. I know you're going to geek out because you're a nerd, like you told I am. me. So I, am. I just picked up for the first time ever, and this is hashtag black luxury, okay? Mm, yeah. Uh -huh. um, I bought some Cuisinart, Quis Quis the stainless Quisinart? steel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> game changer absolutely i miss raggedy pots and pans can you really okay. like seriously yeah you well, got one from like 15 years ago that has on. you got one you picked up on the sidewalk that, you know yes. oh yes oh yes well i uh so okay <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> i i am quite a nerd and i'm particularly a nerd about food and one of the lesser known jessamine things is that i went to culinary school and so and my one of my partners is a chef and so food is like a huge part of our lives and but the thing about moving on to the camper trailer is that we sold everything right before that. that oh shit i did so i we only brought like two cast iron skillets onto the camper and then we've been landed in northern california and living in this house and the house has i've just been like gradually getting like one pot at a time and so mm -hmm. there's literally like a small sauce pot a big pot that we had on the camper and uh like a skillet and they're very i got them at target I really enjoy them. Maybe one of them is a Cuisinart. I don't know. But like, <laughs> it really does change the game to have some pans and pots that you like. So I feel you <laughs> totally. I mean, it's like I'm cooking and like, on, like literally on butter. Like I told my daughter, do not use, use these wood utensils. Like I'm babying this to the max. Use these wood utensils. Yes, literally. <laughs> don't scratch my stuff. Uh -huh. Listen, it's so pretty. Nope. I've never had a beautiful set like a hell yeah. Oh, I love this. This is the, this is deep self care, deep luxury. Oh, like I feel you. Oh my god. That's right. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. <clears throat> Let me get into this book because yes. we can sit up here and talk, and I know your time is limited, and mm -hmm. we've already spent half the time. <laughs> <laughs> you get to know each other. Yeah. Oh, and I I love it because I'm introverted. But I want to talk to people, but I don't want to talk to people. That's exactly I'm like, I want to talk to you, but don't talk to me too much. Leave me alone. I don't know you like that. <laughs> Literally. I want you to ask me questions. Why are you asking me personal questions? Like, Literally. But know my business, but don't know it. But don't know it. But don't know Don't it. perceive me, but look at me. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. I feel the exact same way. How dare you? But I know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so for those of you that are listening to the show, I'm holding up her book. Oh my God, it's so pretty. It's called Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. You guys, you have to pick up this book. But I did want to talk about a few things. First of all, uh, I'm I'm going to admit I did not read your first book. Mm, Please, you're good. I want to, especially after reading this one. Um, why did you write this book? Mm, well, I wrote it because of the first book. So I wrote, so my first book is called Everybody Yoga, and it is basically like a guide to how you can start practicing yoga. You can go from never having heard of yoga to practicing down dog by the end of it. But when I was writing it, I realized that I was only talking about a very small percentage of what yoga is. Like traditionally, when we think about yoga, we're thinking about like, an exercise program. And if you think about it a little bit more, especially in America, it's like an exercise program for thin white women who have money. And so that really is such a limited idea of what this practice is. And even if we say that <clears throat> yoga is not just about fitness, that it's not just about the postures, then it's like, well, what is it really about? And what I have found is that it's about wrestling with the different intersections within yourself, the different complexities that come when you look at yourself as a whole human being. And all of us are so complicated and everybody has conflict resting at the center of their intersections. And for me, practicing yoga has meant looking at my internalized racism, looking at my fat phobia, my slut shaming, it's meant looking at my relationship with religion and capitalism and so that is what yoke is about yoke is about 
what it means to really practice yoga and what happens when you start living your yoga practice off the mat. And the thing though, that I didn't realize until it came out is that it looks like the book is called like the yoke means woke yoga. And so like people be like, is that why you wrote the book? It's like woke yoga. And I was like, I literally <laughs> never considered that. Yoke is how I define yoga. It's like my like millennial American definition of yoga. Yoga literally means union. It means to bring together, to join together. And yoking is like, <clears throat> it's the union of those different parts of yourself. And so to yoke is to bring together the different parts of yourself. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Mm, I love that so much. Um, and I realized, or I, I remember in one part of your book, you said how, I think you said in your last book, you had written the word yolk, Y-O-L-K. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so this is, this is like my hardest Virgo moment, maybe not hardest up to this point, I've had a few, but um, one of my hardest was when I, in my first book, 
I used the word yolk and I misspelled it and it was spelled as Y-O-L-K instead of Y-O-K-E. And someone reached out and was just letting me know that that was the case. And I was so embarrassed, but it did make me look at myself and it made me wonder like, why am I embarrassed? Where's this coming from? What have I, what am I feeling that I'm unwilling to sit with? And what came up was my imposter syndrome. We talked about imposter syndrome at the top of the podcast. Um, it came up that I felt so unworthy and incapable. And that feeling is something that we all struggle with. Everybody has that experience at some point in their life. And I think that you end up having it over and over again. And the result for me is not even like not feeling imposter syndrome. It's just accepting that that is a part of how I feel. And also accepting that if I can start from a beginner's mindset, then I never really have to feel like an imposter because I'm always exactly where I need to be. And that everybody is a teacher. The person who reached out about the typo is a teacher. That it's an opportunity to learn more and to get stronger. And I think that, so what comes up with imposter syndrome for me, and I make everything about astrology, so we it's going to come up a lot, but I it's the Virgo part of me that like can't let it go. And it's just like, I'm a horrible person. I'm so stupid. Why did I even try to write a book? I'm dumb. And then it gets down to this part of like, oh, actually, I'm just learning. And that's something Virgo loves to learn. So ultimately, it's like I can just be a student. And so that feels really nice. Oh, my God. Girl, you are telling my life story, singing my song with your Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Thank you. Uh, I know. See? But man, man, oh man. So profound and absolutely agree with you. This is, it's all a learning experience. Mm -hmm. it's, and, it's, and we can learn something no matter where you stand, no matter your, your like, we can always, this is my philosophy. Um, I can always learn from somebody. I don't care who they are. And I know that might be a controversial kind of statement. I don't care, but that's just how I feel. I feel like I can learn from anybody. So I love that you, especially now that I know you, okay? Now that I, now that I know you, Justin, now that I know you, I love that you did not go to that dark place where we can go. The thing is, I did go there and I live there and I got a house there. It's beachside. <laughs> the flames of hell are there. Like we, it's, and I feel like just being able to like accept my property in that place is that's the whole ball game. Cause I feel like there's so much in life that is, there's so much that we're afraid to feel so much of that is like, it's scary and it is scary there, but it's like, to really sit in that place that is hard is to accept who you really are. And in accepting that, that's where the joy lives. Because mm -hmm. it's like, it's you have to look at all of it because sometimes shit stinks and sometimes shit is not fun and it does not look good. But in that, there's always beauty. There's always a smile somewhere. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes being pushed to that it, it takes being pushed to the brink to even know that. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, I wanted to ask you something <clears throat> and because I, I know that you you have been, I know you had that cover issue what was it, with Yoga Journal. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You just said you're on the the cover of which magazine? Uh, not the cover. I'm in Women's in. Health this month. Yeah, right, totally. In the body issue. <laughs> okay, you you in there, okay? Uh, yeah. uh, you in, you gracing the pages. Um, And just, you're obviously a public, you're a public persona. You're a, and I crack up when I see that on Instagram, when people say I'm a, what's it, a, a public person, not public person. Public whatever. figure. Public but, figure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Public figure. Um, but, but you, but obviously you have a following, you've got books, you, you got receipts. How about that? Um, but I know everybody is not on Team Jessamine. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I know that you are out in the streets making a pretty coin. I'm not in your business. <laughs> and I'm here for Lord. it. Because uh -huh. you've got sponsorships and you, you know all the stuff you've done. Mm -hmm. How do you, because this is my fear. This is one, this is one mm -hmm. of the reasons why I have yet to do really, like if you see my social media page, I'll show up every once in a while. You don't need to see my face, but mm -hmm. you need to see my face. Mm -hmm. um, this is why I have a podcast because totally. I 
have to be on camera. Ooh, this yeah. is why I'm recording the podcast on Zoom because I'm gonna start a YouTube one day. Mm -hmm. One day. Today. I'm speaking it. We're making it happen. Please. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I'm gonna sit in that discomfort <laughs> of putting that out there. Um, but how do you? Because again, I know that everybody's not on your squad, and they don't have to be. Mm -hmm. But because I feel like I, at least I resonate with with you and being hard on yourself. I'm very mm -hmm. afraid of criticism. Mm -hmm. um, how do you do the work that you do? Because you're everywhere, or I feel like you're mm -hmm. everywhere. How do you do the work, and how do you not let the trolls or even people mm -hmm. that just don't agree with you? They're not necessarily trolling, but they just don't agree with they what you agree. say. Yeah. You know, how, <clears throat> how do you deal with that? I mean, so my thing is that. I'm glad that everybody doesn't agree with me. I think it is that that's what makes the world so interesting is that we all have different opinions. Some people are very mean when they don't agree with you. They are very much and they're trying to be mean. Mm -hmm. And I have always found that people who are mean or are actually really sad. So anytime that someone is saying something mean to me, and this is just a lesson that I learned being bullied in middle school, I was bullied pretty I mean, what's severe? I was I, I survived, so I'm like, I guess it wasn't that severe, but I was bullied in a way where my feelings were hurt most of the time. And mm -hmm. that experience really taught me that hurt people hurt people. And mm -hmm. so if you are trolling someone online or if you're just like vehemently expressing a strong negative opinion, or I mean, what's negative? <laughs> like there if you're expressing an opinion and it's different from mine and you're coming with vitriol and my feelings are hurt, there's just a lot of places for self-reflection there. Um, I think that in general with trolling specifically, I feel like I just wanna send compassion to whoever it is because they're having a bad day. What, and I can only imagine how triggering it is to see someone, cause I'm usually like, if not fully naked, half naked, I'm saying or doing something that is like offensive to somebody and I'm practicing a yoga pose, which what the hell is that? So like, I can see people being like, I don't like that. And I'm telling you why I don't like that. And I'm like, yo, I feel you completely. And that's why I put it on the internet so that you could have a reaction to it. And I, so I'm deeply introverted. It is so ironic to me that my work is so public because I really just like to be at home by myself. But I put myself out there just to connect with other human beings. And I've been doing it. I've been on social media since before it was called social media. Like mm. I've been on it since I was like in middle school and high school. Oh, wow. And like I through that though, have just come to understand that when you put your creation out into the world, it's like putting your work up in an art gallery and people are gonna have their opinions about it. And that's the point is to have an opinion. And sometimes people go to an art gallery and they look at the art and they're like, I hate this, I don't like it. You know, this is just, oh, blah, blah. And that's good. The artist can take from that. You can learn a lot from that. And it's not even, it doesn't mean that you need to do anything different. You're just learning about that person's experience. And so that's how I try to take any kind of critique or feedback of anything that I put online is just like, they're having their reaction. They're in the art gallery. They've got their glass of wine or juice or whatever, and they're having their opinion. And I am grateful to be able to be in a community that is so vast and wide that I can hear opinions other than my own, especially when I'm literally up at the house minding my business, not talking to people, which leads me to my next point. You're like, how do you deal with this? I don't spend time with people. Like outside of being, putting my stuff online, that's why I live in Northern California, like kind of in the cut. I'm from North Carolina and it's like very much, like I lived in North Carolina for a very long time because I did not want to be around people, if that makes sense. Just cause mm -hmm. like, it's very, like, especially if you live in New York or LA or like anywhere where there's like a lot of hustle and bustle, there's a lot of focus on how you look and how you're perceived by other people. Mm -hmm. And so I've always sought out places where I can just be to myself. But even when I'm in a big city or doing whatever, just like, finding moments to myself, finding moments of solitude are really crucial because it's very energy draining to, for me to be around other people. So that's the main way that I deal with it. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because that is totally me as well. I hate to say that everything- Yeah, single time yeah we're the same, I got you, like, yeah. We're twinning today. Yeah, I'm, I'm very like, comfortable with that, please. Yeah, it's, it's resonating in a huge way because I am too like that. And it also surprises me that I have like this pub public mm -hmm. 
I'm not a, I don't think I'm a public figure because I don't show up online, but I have oh, a podcast oh. and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. That's public figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you in public, but you ain't in public. But um, it's a fine line. We all try to ride. I is, feel you. It is a fine line. Mm-hmm. But just just doing that, but still being a huge introvert, it's just so ironic to me. I feel Literally. like I was given this gift or this vision for a reason, and I feel like it's partly because i am so withdrawn and introverted that's right i feel like that yeah but having my alone time tons of Mm -hmm. solitude Mm -hmm. um in fact i'm actually booking a a two-day i call it a retreat two-day retreat it's going to be solo it's on this campus it's a christian campus and um you have it's you're just there by yourself i mean there it's a property so i'm sure there are other people have their rooms and stuff but you're there in your room by yourself you can walk the trail they have horses for you to look at into the arena i'm going to be journaling and being outside and walking i just there's so much noise mm-hmm. i do not like noise i don't totally. like noise at all period yeah that silence <laughs> i love i love silence and i love being able to just hear myself. I feel like that is the main reason for me to like spend time alone is that I get the voices of other people in my head and then I can't get them out. Mm. And especially when you hear, when you're like really tuned in on social media, like I spend so much of my time on social media so that there are like a lot of voices that come through with that. And it's really hard to tell the difference between those voices and my voice. And so just being able to like, to myself i'm like okay so who's talking because <laughs> it ends up looking like you know that spider-man meme where he's like pointing fingers oh, pointing and everybody in. yeah right. it becomes that it's like what's going on so yeah yeah for sure hashtag introvert life hashtag yes. yeah it all makes complete sense to me so i know um you have the book yoke i wanted to ask you um I feel like a lot of black women at least the women that i know i'm speaking for just my little hub okay but the women in my life that I know, we have these issues, we, we take issue with our body, our bodies, I guess, plural, our bodies. And and I, I know that we have so much trauma around the body, so many harmful experiences around just existing in the bodies that we have. Like, um, how do you navigate that? Like, how, mm-hmm. how do you navigate just feeling i don't care what size you are fat skinny Mm -hmm. tall short like i'm not even talking about that i mean just how do you navigate just being okay in your body Mm -hmm. um especially because we live in this existence where it is very again i am in los angeles so i already know about like how how do we navigate this Mm -hmm. you know at this point for me i just have so much gratitude to still be alive that Mm. that is what that's how i navigate it is that i feel like there was a long period of time where i did not understand my own mortality and i was like just doing kind of whatever i was i mean i was cutting up i was i was quite i was in a i put myself in a lot of situations that were very dangerous and it is Mm -hmm. a a blessing that i got this far Mm -hmm. but I had a couple experiences, one of which I talked about in Yoke, actually, I um, was in a scooter accident where it was just a really intense experience where in the moment of the crash, I was like, wow, I guess I don't hate my body that much because I'm very much hoping that it's still okay. And honestly, ever since that was like 2019, ever since then, I've been in a very different state about my body where I'm just like, thank you for persisting. Thank you for being here. Every stretch mark, a gift. Thank you so much. I look at my face. I'm like, I can't wait. I hope to get to see you get old. Like, thank God. Because, And when I look at people who are old, I'm like just studying and I see how like my silver is coming in and like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, thank God that I even get the chance to do it because like life is not about being young. And ultimately, like if you if you do it right, you're young forever, but there's so much wisdom that comes with age and there's so much wisdom that comes with everything that is challenging. So that like, if you, if your body changes fundamentally, if you have a child, if you discover what your body actually is and you transition, if you do like, if you, um, if you, 
used to use your body in one way and then after a certain point you cannot use it in that way anymore like all of those things are gifts to me and i'm like if you survive the survival is the key and that's i remember um in my yoga teacher training there was somebody who she her whole body was metal like i can't remember what happened but she had had some level of something had happened where by that point her body was primarily not bone and she mm-hmm. she'd had all kinds of inserts mm-hmm. and i was just like damn you are bionic you are like you are a survivor like for real you were like not today that is not this is not my day i shall win i will keep going and i think that seeing the survival as the key it makes it a lot easier to respect yourself and to be okay with it and also another thing that is helpful for me is remembering that beauty standards are especially like the mainstream beauty standards have a lot to do with patriarchal values and specifically like white patriarchal values which just that off top has nothing to do with me i'm not a product of white patriarchy so i'm like i'm obviously not going to see myself reflected in that Mm -hmm. and then i think about how much those beauty standards are really the result of fear and of trying to encapsulate to like trying to make people controllable so that like you want to make people look diminutive and small and i feel like in order to survive i have to step into my full power i have to be strong and so that really doesn't have anything to do with what a white man likes or whether or not he'll like what i look like and you know and i say i say a white man but it's not just white men (laughs) it's it's everybody ultimately and um it just I think that being able to draw those distinctions is really important because it is so just spending like going down to LA for work, like just a couple days there and I'll be like out here questioning like, should I eat this thing? Should I wear that thing? Like that's when I'm like wearing makeup, doing all kinds of shit. And I always, you can tell that I don't do it regularly because I got like a ring around the collar with my makeup. (laughs) I'm like doing like lip glosses down here and I'm just like, I don't know how y'all do it. This is so much work. Oh my God. Literally, I can't. I'm like, I gotta go back home this is too much <laughs> y'all are doing yeah. a lot <laughs> it is definitely it's it's a whole situation down here i love california oh yes um i do i do it too beautiful however however um yeah there there i i've had to and i'm and i'm still in the process of so listeners mm-hmm. please don't think i'm just like yeah i've arrived because i haven't mm-hmm. but i've had to let go of a lot because the older brie was trying to fit into this because i wanted to be liked i wanted to oh, feel yeah. pretty i wanted people to yes. like look at me and just be like oh she's beautiful and all that stuff like i literally because there's a specific part of my body that i have hidden for years because i do not like it because of how it looks i'm just gonna go ahead and say it y'all you know i'm gonna be brave today i'm gonna say it it is my ankles and i'll tell you why or the from the calf to the ankles i'm not yeah. gonna show you because i'm too embarrassed but yeah First of all, because of my weight, I know that I have a small frame. I'm like, I'm the person that can put their, you know, wrap there. Cause I know I have a small frame. I get that. However, I'm not trying to be, or it's not, I, I don't want to be, you know, hashtag skinny mini. Cause I don't feel like that fits me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know for my health that there are some pounds that I could definitely afford to lose because mm-hmm. when I am a lesser weight, I just, it, the, the feeling mm-hmm. is di- the body just runs. It's just different. It's just a different mm-hmm. situation. So I know I'm carrying some baggage physically and emotionally. Another another story. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, that is one of the reasons why I like my ankles are so skinny. Mm-hmm. In there's I mean, I'm not again, it's so embarrassing. It's just still something that I'm trying to work through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yesterday I was like, you know what? Summertime's coming. Mm-hmm. F F this. Yes. F this. Yes. So yesterday I went to Walgreens and I wore shorts. Yes! Listen. Oh I ain't wore shorts in a month of Sundays because I don't want to show that part of my body. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, Brie, you are a grown ass woman. Yep. And you are in a place where you can make choices where you are able to liberate yourself. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is how you view and accept your body. And you have to get to a place where you are able to just, ex- like, whatever it is, accept it. 
embrace it. Don't try to hide this shit. Like, don't try to hide it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wore those shorts yesterday. Cause I'm like, I can't cover this up anymore. Mm-hmm. I am not being authentic. I am not being true to myself. When I, when I cover this up, that is the shame talking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You saying that I was like, yeah. I just, one thing I would add to that is that you said you're a grown woman and I thought you are a baby. We are all just babies, you know, yes. like we're all just babies and we come into the world and we're like, basically, what the fuck? And then it's like, okay, then you have people, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's not, but you have people that are around you that help you figure out how to walk and how to talk. And then sometimes they send you to school, maybe not. You like go, you, and then you just start living your life. And then when you're 18 in America, at least you're an adult and then you're just living your life. And what I see when I see adults walking around is just a bunch of grown babies trying to figure out how to be okay. And it's like, I mean, we gotta cut ourselves some slack. Cause it's like, would you be mean to a baby? Like a baby is like, baby's like goo goo gaga. And you're like, you're stupid. Why? Are you not figuring this like like what's wrong with you you're not happy and it's just like lord i feel like the the epitome of self-care for me frankly is to talk to myself the way that i would talk to a child like just be gentle be loving no need to be mean yeah but i feel you deeply yeah. that is so true that is so true i have to remember that's that harshness creeping in it happens love myself and treat myself and speak to myself with grace and compassion mm-hmm. um i know we have to wrap this up i don't want to <laughs> I know that we listen i don't want to but i know we have to i was gonna ask you as a wrap-up question mm-hmm. uh what was about joy what was i gonna ask you oh joy what's what's on the horizon for you in regards to joy you can answer this any way you mm-hmm. want i'm not asking for anything specific i just want to know like what's on the horizon for you when you think about joy Hmm. Oh my goodness. When I think about joy, I think about going for a walk with my dog, Baby Shark, this evening. And we always go for the same walk. It is the same place. It's how I separate being at work and being at home. Because, you know, when you work from home, it's hard. Like, you just, it's all the same thing. But, um, I love that walk and I love just being able to, cause it's like, he's walking me. He is, I am his emotional support animal. <laughs> like we are just, he teaches me and I will just like, look at him and watch him. He's just enjoying the day. He loves the sunshine. He's loving the grass. And I'm like, that is how I need to be. And so that is when I think about joy, I think about that walk. I think about him and I think about just being. Hmm. I love that so much. I love that so much. Just the art of being that because that, that's it. That's that's what it is. Literally. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can we find you as we wrap up? Mm. Uh, tell me where we can find you. Social media, mm. like whatever. Where are you at? Where are you at? Tell us well, all you, the places. So you can practice yoga with me on the underbelly. You can follow us at the underbelly yoga and you can try two week try you can try a free two-week trial at theunderbelly.com and you can find me all of my my classes my books at jessaminestanley.com and it's jessamine j-e-s-s-a-m like monkey y-n like nancy and you can find me on social media at my name is jessamine Mm, i love that so there you have it all the places to stay in touch with Jessamine Stanley um, as she continues to grace us with her energy and her, I don't give a F, F your standards, all of that, all of that stuff that we need in our lives to just live a more liberated and joyful life. I'm here for it a million percent. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being a guest on the Brown Girl Self Care Podcast. It's been a pleasure. The feeling is mutual. Thank you for having me. Thanks.